0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here with Ian Brown, our MLB.com Red Sox reporter. Ian, the games are going on in spring training, Grapefruit League action. Red Sox are underway. This is when it really starts to get fun as you get to see this team in action with obviously all the expectations surrounding it. Um, I think for the next few weeks, we'll probably start every one of these podcasts with a uh, our weekly Pablo Sandoval update. So let's get right to that. And uh, he's off to a good start. RBI double uh, the other way on Tuesday against the Yankees. In your mind, how's he looked overall? Whether it be uh, around the bag or or at the plate.
1: So far, so good. Uh, you know, he's hustling. He's playing the bat well. He tried to run his way on for a hit uh, the other day, and the fans kind of responded and cheered him just for the uh, just the uh, effort there. It was a good idea. He was just thrown out. As far as defensively goes, uh, he's made the plays. He hasn't really been tested, though, yet. Uh, pretty much everything that's been hit to him has been right at him. So I think we'd all like to see you know, if he can have a little bit more range, with, with, obviously with the way he's lost and with the better shape he's in. Uh, but, you know, right now at this stage of camp, you know, we're about a, a week, uh, a few days in the games here, and I would say we're encouraged by you know, what he's shown so far. So we'll you know, check back in a week, and we'll see if, uh, you know, we're still treading in the right direction.
0: With an extended spring training because of the World Baseball Classic, we're seeing really across the league um, the your number one, two, three, four starters getting kind of a, a slow start into the spring, eased into the spring because there's some longer time. David Price will make his first start on Sunday. Uh, sim game on Tuesday, and I guess after the game, and in general this spring, I guess, Ian, it sounds like David Price does not want to talk about 2016.
1: No, he really does. I mean, he doesn't want to be surrounded by any of that negativity. Uh, you know, it was really uh, kind of an interesting question that somebody asked uh, yesterday to David Price. Just like, so you know, how, how do your mechanics compare uh, right now compared to where they were last year at this time? And he just kind of snapped back and said, I'm not talking about last year. And, uh, you know, somebody asked him what kind of mechanics he wanted to have this year, and he said the same kind I had in 2012 when I won the Cy Young Award. So I think, uh, you know, David, I I have a really good feeling, Tim, that he's going to have a big year. I think just, you know, the way Rick Porcello stepped up his game last year and the way bringing in Chris Sale, David doesn't want to be the one letting this uh, rotation down. He wants to be a part of what they're doing, and he wants to be right up there and pitching as well as any of these guys. So I think I'm really seeing, right now, I'm seeing the competitiveness uh, come out a little bit in him and kind of bullish on what he could do this year.
0: The Red Sox took on the Yankees on Tuesday, losing to New York 5-4, to four. not that the score in an early spring training game matters. But you had an interesting article on the site, Ian, just about all the youth now involved in this game on both sides. You look at um, this Red Sox team and the Betts and the Bogarts and and Bradley and Ben and Tenny, all the Bees and all those guys, even the catchers. And then now, because of what they did late last season, the Yankees, also, with all this young talent, it feels like this is kind of the start of maybe the next chapter of this storied rivalry.
1: Yeah, I think so. And like you, know, like you said, there's a lot of exciting players on both sides here. And I think the one thing you're going to see is right now the Red Sox are a little bit ahead of the game because their guys have had all these at-bats the last uh, two, three years now. And, uh, you know, I think the Yankees are going to see those guys. They're kind of where the Red Sox were in 2014 and 2015 were. You know, they might take some lumps. You don't always know what you can expect with young players, and I think the Red Sox young players are kind of uh, sort of built track records now, so I think you can reasonably know what you're going to get this year from Beth and from Bogart and from Bradley. Maybe not from Ben Benintendi just yet, although, God, there's a lot of excitement around that kid. But, uh, you know, you, you know, you don't know quite what you're going to get there. But with these, uh, you know, whether Sanchez or Judge, you know, you expect, uh, you know, not it's not every day have Mike Trout, who just doesn't struggle at all. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what kind of uh, growing pains those guys go through this year. But I think ultimately, in a couple of years, we're going to be talking about a great rivalry, uh, with, you know, with a bunch of new faces.
0: You mentioned Ben Intendi, and as we record this on Wednesday afternoon, he actually hit his first home run of the spring uh, on Wednesday afternoon. That was good news from the game today. Uh, the bad news Henry Owens, who was once one of those young guys the Red Sox had coming up and thought he would be. Uh, a solid piece of a rotation. So far it hasn't worked out that way, and you feel like time is starting to run out a little bit on Henry Henry Owens. But two innings, four hits, four earned runs. He walked three. He did strike out three. But, again, the command, the control not there for Owens, which seems to always be the issue.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Owens is uh, obviously having some trouble. You know, The one thing you can say with him is, look, he's got that long sort of lanky, Frame, so you know those guys sometimes take a while before they come into their own. You know, you look at a, uh, you look at Anthony Miller. Not, you know, with someone he has. Obviously, one of the, they may not, that. And again, not to suggest that. Oh, and has that kind of stuff because he doesn't have the overpowering kind of stuff that Miller has always had. But uh, you know, maybe they still give it a little time and hope that he has a breakthrough at some point this year. You know, he does have one option here left, so they can smash him away at AAA this year. Uh, but by this time next year, it's going to be kind of a, uh, you know. Put up a shut-up time, I think,
0: for Henry. Kind of a neat story this week. Um, Tate Matheny is, a, is in the Red Sox system in the minor leagues. He's the son of Mike Matheny, the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals made the long trip across the state of Florida through Alligator Alley to play the Red Sox. And John Farrell, kind of a cool thing, kind of a tip of the cap to to Mike Matheny, I think. He had Tate Matheny play in the game, even though he's not at a a point in his career where he would be playing for the Major League Club in a spring training game. But he pinch ran. Uh, He got to kind of be on the other side from his dad, got to see his dad before the game. Kind of one of the neat things that can happen in spring training.
1: Yeah, you know, you see stuff like this every year. and I thought it was really cool with John Farrell to uh, orchestrate that like he did and make sure that uh, Tate got into that game. Because, look, John Farrell has three sons himself, and they've all been drafted by uh, pro teams. Uh, Two of them are now in front uh, of, I think, the Cubs front office, and one of them is still pitching, I think, for for the Royals. So, you know, he knows that, you know, you have these sons in pro ball. It's hard to actually be able to watch them. So to be able to create an opportunity where uh, Mike Matheny could see his son play live, uh, I thought that was a really cool move, John. I know that Mike, having uh, talked to Mike, I know he really appreciated that.
0: And the kind of the cool thing on the other side of that is is Tate Matheny pinch ran at first base, and his dad immediately called for the throw over to first base to try to pick off his son, which was (laughs) kind of fun as well. Uh, The World Baseball Classic is almost here. It gets started on Monday morning bright and early um, with games in South Korea. Hanley Ramirez hoping to still play, but he's kind of nursing an injury right now. But Xander Bogarts is on his way. The long trip to the Netherlands. Did these guys get enough work in before they went that they're confident in how they're going to be able to play?
1: Yeah, I think they did. You know, so especially uh, you know, Bogaerts came in here and got his work in. And uh, Hanley's been going through some shoulder problems there. That's a little bit of a concern. So hopefully, uh, you yeah, know, he, he shows some progress there. I don't know if the Red Sox are crazy, but him going over there if he's still having trouble with his shoulder. Uh, he has been DHing in games here but he hasn't been able to throw yet. Um, So I'm sure he's going to DH for the Dominican, you know, if he can go. But uh, they'll make that decision the next day or two. But Bogart, I know Bogart's really excited to go over there. Because last last time he went, he was a a, a 19-year-old kid, I think. And now that he's, uh, he's kind of coming to his own, so he's excited to really kind of soak it in more. For the WBC this time.
0: And I remember that uh, four years ago, Red Sox fans were excited to get to see Bogart's play in the World Baseball Classic because at that time, he was one of the top prospects in baseball as opposed to one of the best young shortstops in baseball. If I remember right, he kind of took his lumps in the World Baseball Classic four years ago. He wasn't quite ready, I think, for that level. Um, I'm sure he'll be better this time. And I think he's playing third, right, Ian, because that third, team yeah. is just loaded with shortstops.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no shortage of uh, of shortstops. You know, I'm a little familiar with with third base. Played there, you no, know, for the Red Sox down the stretch in 2013, and also uh, in 2014 for a while when they reacquired Stephen Drew. So at least there's some familiarity, and he did work a little bit of third during camp before he left.
0: Yeah, that Netherlands team, I think. Uh, Jonathan Scope, obviously, is second baseman, but then they have D.D. Gregorius. Uh, Jerks and Profar, I think, is on that team as well. So lots of good infielders playing, and they're all obviously from Curacao and not actually the Netherlands. All right, one last thing to touch on with you, and we're asking this of all our MOB.com beat writers, Ian, and you're getting started here on the, you know, what is a, a long journey of the season, a lot of time on the road when the Red Sox are traveling. Um, so think back across your career covering this Red Sox team, all the travels you've done. Do you have uh, one or two fun stories that you can share with us about life on the road?
1: Yeah, it's just kind of funny when you're in the same town as as the players and you never know um, where you're going to bump into someone. And I remember uh, when when Hideki Okajima was on the Red Sox, I'm a big sushi fan, so I'd always go out to lunch with my friend uh, Rob Bradford from WEI.com. We go to sushi in just about every city. And uh, this place in St. Petersburg, we would always see uh, Okajima as an interpreter every single time we went there. It was just kind of a funny thing. Like, no matter what time we went, we would always see them. And then they, you know, Okajima started to smile about it and, uh, you know, kind of break uh, cultural barriers a little bit, even though he didn't speak much much English. But uh, just those chance encounters, you know, like Princess last night, I was out with a a few of the writers and... uh, David Price and Joe Kelly. have be sitting at the table, uh, right across from us. So, you know, it's just it's just kind of cool to, to be around and to see uh, some of the interactions these guys have sometimes away from the ballpark. And uh, you know, just uh, they, they they you see a whole different life they live because you know these guys. We're just at a restaurant having a good time. Anytime these guys go, they have uh, hundreds of fans who want to talk to them and get autographs and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and at least seeing you guys, they know that's one table. They don't have to worry about uh, autograph seekers coming (laughs) from, so that's a plus. All right, great stuff as always, Ian. This has been MLB.com Extras. Our Red Sox edition for Ian Brown, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night